Today in Science from Wired. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The first gene-edited food is now being served by Mega Multeni. Not long after Calix moved into its shiny new steel-and-glass headquarters on the outskirts of Minneapolis last summer, someone pulled her car into its freshly poured parking lot and headed for the biotech firm's front door. She caught the company's chief science officer, Dan Voitas, as he was leaving. Um, is this a medical marijuana facility? she asked, her eyes drifting to the rows of greenhouses at the back of the property and the high fences surrounding them. No. They weren't growing pot. They were growing something at once even more revolutionary and perhaps more controversial. Gene-edited food crops. Farmers and breeders have been manipulating the DNA of plants humans eat for millennia. But with powerful new gene-editing technologies developed over the last five years, scientists can now add or subtract plant genes with unprecedented precision and speed leaving first-generation GMOs, along with their stigma and burdensome regulations, in the dust. Companies big and small have adopted the technology to make products as disparate as climate-change-resistant cacao and extra-starchy corn for adhesives. But last month, Calix became the first to commercially debut a gene-edited food, a soybean oil it claims to have made healthier. Shoppers can't yet buy the oil, a product of soybean plants that have been edited to produce fewer saturated fats and zero trans fats. But Calix CEO Jim Blome says people are already eating it. The company's first client, a restaurant with multiple locations in the Midwest, has begun using the oil to fry, make sauces, and dress salads, as the Associated Press reported last week. Calix describes its oil as having the heart-healthy fat profile of olive oil without its strong, sometimes grassy flavor. Whether that's something customers want remains to be seen. But Kalino, as the oil is known, marks an important moment in the long human history of messing with plant DNA. It signals the official arrival of foods that have been genetically altered not solely to make farmers' lives easier, but to make consumers' tummies and hearts and other organs happier. Right now, the food industry solves all its problems through processing or chemistry, says Voitas. We'd like to do it through genetics and gene editing. 
In addition to its soybean oil, Calix is working on wheats with more fiber and less gluten, and potatoes that can safely be put in cold storage without accumulating sugars that catalyze into cancer-causing chemicals when cooked at high temperatures. That's a thing that actually happens. The company is also working on developing traits useful to farmers, too. When I visited Calix last August, rows of alfalfa plants had just been moved from the greenhouses to test plots outside to make way for herbicide-resistant soy and canola. But those are in much earlier stages of development. What Calix is really trying to do, according to Voitas, is make it easier for people to have a healthy diet without giving up the foods they like. We'd like a piece of Wonder Bread to meet all your daily requirements of fiber, he adds. Engineering these novel nutritional attributes starts on the top floor of the Calix lab, where its scientists design gene-editing molecules on computer screens and then have pipetting robots build them. The most well-known gene editor is CRISPR, but Calix uses a different set of DNA-cutting enzymes called talons. In 2010, Voitas co-invented the method in his plant genetics lab at the University of Minnesota, where he still spends some of his time. For a few years, he and his grad students were busy making talons for other researchers who wanted to supercharge their plant gene tinkering toolbox. Then CRISPR came along, and you really didn't need the Voitas lab anymore, he says. By then, though, he had taken his tech to the French biotechnology firm Selectus and been installed as chief scientist of its new plant engineering division. Calix, as that company is known today, has about 50 employees. Many of them are scientists who work down in the sterile plant tissue culture labs. There they sort seeds, transfer embryonic plant cells to agar-filled petri dishes, and deliver the custom-designed talons. Then they douse the cells in root and leaf-stimulating hormones and let them grow until they become big enough to punch out a bit of leaf material to sequence and see if the right edit was made. Successfully edited plants get moved to a brightly lit, temperature-regulated nursery room for further testing before going out to the greenhouse. Next, they might get crossed with other lines that grow better in less controlled environments, or sent straight outside to see how they behave in small plot trials. From the top-performing plant, Calix will start saving seeds to eventually sell to farmers. In 2018, Calix contracted with 78 farmers in Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota to grow 17,000 acres of its gene-edited high-oleic soybeans. At the end of the season, Calix bought back the beans and had them crushed into Kalino oil, which it is currently shopping around to more than 40 food companies. The company tries to find farmers within 100 miles of small, independent crushing facilities that don't mind halting operations for a deep cleaning of their machines to make way for Calix Hall. That's because, unlike 95% of the 80 million or so acres of soybeans planted each year, Calix says its crop is non-GMO. So far, U.S. regulators have agreed, saying that as long as a genetic alteration could have been bred in a plant, meaning you're not injecting DNA from other reproductively incompatible organisms, it doesn't require special oversight. Bayer and DuPont each have their own versions of high oleic soybeans that were made with conventional genetic engineering techniques and therefore had to undergo additional safety testing and environmental assessments.
Calix version won't be subject to any of that, nor the USDA's long-awaited GMO labeling requirements, which it released in December. The standards will require food companies to label foods that have been bioengineered by 2022, but the rule likely won't apply to gene-edited foods if they don't contain foreign DNA. While critics lambasted these decisions and have called for more regulation of gene-edited foods, companies are plowing ahead. Farmers in Montana and North Dakota are growing an herbicide-resistant canola that was genetically tweaked by Cebus, a plant editing company based in San Diego. In Massachusetts, Yield 10 Bioscience is boosting Flax's omega-3 content. Another company called Pearwise has an eye on designer fruits and veggies. And a third, named Inari, is planning to tailor seeds right down to growing conditions of individual farms. In February, Benson Hill Biosystems of St. Louis announced that it's working with scientists in California to engineer high-CBD, low-THC cultivars of cannabis. Greenhouses growing gene-edited pot might not be such a crazy idea after all. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.